Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today, March 1st, already March 2021. Today, I thought I'd do a short podcast just uh, reflecting on the recent CPAC conference, the uh, Conservative Political Action Committee. But because it has the word, you know, it's CPAC, has the word, the C stands for conservative. Um, because that word is in their organization, it's sort of implied that they are indeed, you know, conservative. Um, uh, but not really. Um, yeah, so kind of disappointing. Uh, CPAC has always been kind of out there. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones that are real passionate about tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations. They're, they're the sort of lifeblood of the Republican Party, uh, the ones that really are passionate about those kind of things. You know, corporate deregulation, um, tax cuts for the wealthy, and cutting funding to any sort of publicly funded assistance program, unless it's some sort of corporate bailout. Those kind of things are cool. Corporate bailouts are awesome. They love those kind of things. They love uh, corporate tax cuts. They love creating cool loopholes so that uh, big, massive corporations can avoid paying taxes altogether. Uh, like Amazon, a big, huge, massive, multi-billion dollar company uh, whose CEO makes is worth billions of dollars and actually had his net worth go up several billion dollars while 500,000 people died um, from a preventable disease. CPAC is kind of the, uh, the the kind of the the life force or whatever behind that kind of movement. You know, the the passionate cut taxes for the wealthy and let the wealthy get wealthier type uh, group. And that's kind of what they're all about. And they have been for a while. You know, that's that's what CPAC is is about. Um, deregulating corporations, which means allowing corporations to pollute more easily, allowing corporations to get away with paying their workers a substandard living wage, and also not investing in safe working conditions for their employees. All those kinds of things are good because uh, having to invest in those kind of things is overhead and expense. And that means those corporations might not have as much to pay out in dividends to the shareholders or bonuses to the execs. And so CPAC is very much focused on the protecting the interests of the very extremely affluent elitists of America and not really concerning itself really at all about the interest of the everyday regular person. Now, over the weekend, though, CPAC kind of went a little more, even more extreme. The worst president in the history of the United States of America, who finally ended his term, his far too long of a term of four years, uh, just a month and a half ago now, uh, was invited to speak and, and did... It's one of those where you just have to listen to a few seconds of it with the volume down because no one should ever have be subject to listening to Donald Trump for more than a minute or two because he's 
you know, a horrendous person <laughs> and has nothing positive to say. So, you know, it's just kind of disappointing that some people get such an appeal out of listening to him for an hour, but, or whatever, but a few seconds here and there, and it's like, oh, yep, yeah, that, yeah, it's certainly the same Trump, um, you know, airing grievances about the fact that he lost the election and then trying to come up with excuses for why he lost, you know, saying it was stolen or it was, no, he, he got his ass kicked. That, that's what happened. Uh, he was an unpopular president. He never got above 50% approval. He was, uh, he's going to be regarded as many, and he will go down in history as the worst president in history, yet he's very confused as to why he wasn't reelected, you know, um, because he was a bad president, and, the, and it, this is a democracy, so people have the right to vote. Um, once you're voted in to be president, you don't just have the right to keep the job for as long as you want, like no matter what. Uh, you have to get reelected, and he tried, and, and he did, did really well. He got 74 million votes, but the other guy got like 81 or something, so it uh, was actually not even close. The election was not even close. It, it was a pretty much a landslide it only there's only the perception of it being close because of the electoral college which is a very archaic stupid voting system that we should have uh, gotten rid of years ago we already have the senate which allows you know low population states to have a sort of greater level of representation than they would otherwise so we're, we already kind of have that type of thing you know uh, Wyoming gets two senators. They have less than a million people there. California has over 40 million people. They also get two senators. So we already have that sort of unequal kind of representation where each state has a certain value or whatever. Two. It has a value of two. No matter what their size, you know, land sizes or population sizes. So we already kind of have that at the federal level. Where no, no matter how small you are, you get a guaranteed certain level of representation at, at the federal level. Um, so we don't really need an electoral college for the individual person that's in charge of the executive branch. That should just be the vote of the people because you're representing the whole country. You're not representing the 50 states. You're representing the 300 plus million people who live in all 50 states who are American citizens, you know, that, that's who you're representing. Um, but, um, you know, over the weekend, you know, the CPAC thing, uh, it's clear that the Republican party is, which is only one of two options still to this day. And, or at least that's how it's being presented. Whatever reason media has decided to just kind of stick with that as that's what it is. Um, you got to vote Republican or Democrat even though the Republican Party now should be viewed as basically two very separate, distinct wings. You have the sort of traditional Republican Party, which now is a minority of that organization currently. Um, the only members left of the sort of, in the Senate, of that are members of the traditional Republican Party. You got like Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, um, I think, I think Susan Collins was in there, maybe, Mikowski, I can't remember, there's basically 
The Republicans, the six or seven Republicans that voted to convict Mr. Trump, those are traditional Republicans. You know, they stand for conservative values. They have some level of line drawing in the sand, and if crossed, they they take some sort of action. You know, they're not so exclusively focused on the protecting the interests of the wealthy that they're willing to let a dangerous, narcissistic, sociopathic person retain power. So those are, so they're more traditional Republicans. They do have some sort of defining characteristics of what small means when it comes to small government. So they, you know, the problem though, for the modern day Republican party though, <clears throat> is that those traditional Republicans are the minority. Uh, the organization has been taken over by the mega Trumpism and Trumpism is very much about Trump. You know, it's about benefiting one specific person, Donald Trump. And it really is. And through all means necessary, you know, Mr. Trump felt that he deserved to be president a second term, even though the people of the United States of America disagreed with him and voted for someone else. He felt like it was his right, you know. He wanted to be president another term, so he felt like it. he should have just been able to stay there, no matter what the people said. So he encouraged his followers to just sort of storm the Capitol, and, you know, maybe he could stay in power that way if they just sort of disrupt the vote and they aren't able to uh, confirm the results of the election. You know, did he, he said he would join them too, but, but of course he didn't. He, he sat at, sat at home and watched it on TV and then, uh, you know, eventually called them off a few hours later after five people had already died. But, you know, the, the Republican party now in modern times, um, to 2021, they've made it clear that they're sticking with Trump. Why? Well, you know, there, there's the Republican kind of message uh, going back, you know, even amongst the traditional Republicans has kind of a limited appeal, you know, um, vote for me, Republican politician, so that I can cut taxes for the wealthy in corporations. We need to deregulate corporations because they're overregulated. Hmm. The reality is, to the average person, that probably doesn't seem too beneficial. And, and that average person is right. You know, um, cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations and deregulating corporations doesn't have any benefit at all to a regular person. So it's a very unappealing, you know, legislative agenda. Which is why many Republicans choose to kind of talk about other stuff. And kind of pretend like those things that they are going to be doing aren't their primary objective. Because, obviously, <laughs> cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations is not something that's real, real important to the person making 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a year. You know, that's not like their top concern. Please make sure the wealthy people get more money. No. Uh, if you're working paycheck to paycheck and working for a living, what you're worried about 
It's making sure you can make ends meet. You're not really worried about the people who are doing just fine getting even more, you know, and you're certainly not going to want, you know, the money that's taken out of your check that goes to pay for the salaries of those people, those politicians, spending huge portions of their time making sure the wealthy people get more money. So again, it's the traditional Republican thing, even going back a little before MAGA, just is, it's going to be very difficult for it to be widely, you know, embraced by a huge cross-section of the socioeconomic spectrum within the United States of America because their agenda is what it is, you know. It's primarily about benefiting the interest of about 2% of the population, you know. So, so what that means for the people that in that organization is they have to find enough people kind of spread out in just the right way that are willing to vote for them, you know? And so they got to have to trick these people, you know? So it's a lot of, you know, political theater, you know, it's a lot of, uh, just clever talk. It's a lot of, you know, passionate kind of pointing, but not pointing, doing the, the thumb on your index finger thing and kind of you know, it, it, it's a lot of sounding real passionate, concerned about their plight, the working class people. But it's all just a show. It's just pretend. It's just acting. You know, Ted Cruz doesn't give two shits about the regular everyday person, but he's good at pretending in little spurts from here and there. He's good at pretending to be a decent, normal person for a few minutes or at least long enough for a uh, some little, you know, news clip that he can put on his Twitter feed or something. But it's just pretend, you know, he's an asshole, you know, he's a, a self-preservation type person, you know. Uh, he, he knows he doesn't have wide appeal, and he, he, and he knows that's, if he tried to suddenly have a wide cross appeal, he would get obliterated by a Democratic opponent, you know. The only ones that are going to vote for him are Republicans. And it seems now that the only people that are willing to vote Republican are the ones that are diehard Trumpists, you know. So it's, so that's what the public, so it's kind of a matter of survival for the modern day Republican Party. You know, Ted Cruz, like he feels like the only way he can stay in power, stay elected, is to appease the MAGA folk. And so probably what you'll see is a lot of these Republicans who have, you know, um, gone along with the MAGA thing, even though they may have certain personal objections to, you know, MAGA's methods or whatever. Uh, those Republican leaders, they, they are getting their goals achieved. In fact, Donald Trump delivered right away early 2017, right after he was inaugurated, a nice bill, tax bill that cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. And, you know, it, it benefited the wealthy people. And the Republicans were very happy and ecstatic about that. Eventually, some of the Republicans who are going to be retiring soon will then, at that point, that's when they will start speaking out against MAGA and saying, oh, we need to 
you know, be unity and there needs to be bipartisanship and blah, blah, blah. That's when they'll finally start saying that is as they're leaving office because they understand and know that they want to stay in power. The only people that are going to vote for them are, are Republicans. They're, they're not going to get anyone that's center or moderate or left of center. They, they, they're only, the only population of people that are willing to vote for them are the people that are already pretty far to the right. That's it. That, that those are their, that's their constituency. So they're kind of stuck with them, you know? And the thing is, how long does the MAGA thing go? You know, how, what is, what is the perfect mix of information that gets filtered to the average MAGA person that finally gets them to wake up and realize, whoop, whoops, I was duped, you know, what is it specifically? It's hard to say, you know, um, you know, back, back in 2016, millions of people were conned, you, you know, they, they were conned. Donald Trump was a famous con man. That, that That's a fact. You know, it's, it's not an opinion. What Donald Trump was famous for prior to being president was being a game show host. Yep. I mean, yes, it was a hit show and all that. And that's real neat for him. But George Clooney is more qualified to be president of the United States than Donald Trump. Because he actually did certain activism and stuff. And some of the art that he created actually had certain, you know, messaging and stuff about... Um, unity and whatnot. You know, remember when people were talking about Oprah Winfrey running for president? Any of those, just about any name you can name would, would have been more qualified than Donald Trump. Prior to him being a game show host, he was famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, and kind of stupid, and a whore for publicity. He was just this sort of famous for being famous type person. He was not famous for being a successful businessman. He was not a widely respected member of our society ever. He was this kind of a notorious, infamous sort of person, you know, not a role model by any stretch of the imagination, but <clears throat> messaging and uh, marketing and time can sort of distort reality. And for mil millions of people, the reality of who Donald Trump was, was distorted in just the right way for them to believe that he was actually a decent, honest man of integrity who was a successful businessman. None of those things are true about the man, but they believe they were. You know, so, you know, millions of people were duped in 2016, and then over the four years that Mr. Trump was president, somehow even more were duped. Because there was some that voted in 2016 that realized they made a mistake fairly quickly and abandoned ship, you know, and went the other direction, went with some other option, even in midterms and in 2020. But then there was other people that didn't vote for Trump in 2016 and then did in 2020. I mean, what, what are we supposed to do as a society? There's 71 million people or whatever it was that actually voted Trump in 2020, you know, like bless their hearts. Hope, you know, I'm sure a lot of them are good, decent people, but goodness gracious, you know, um, 
how long does it have to go on? You know, there's got to be somebody else within the Republican Party. There's got to be somebody, but that's that's just it. It's it's finally come to it. You know, the Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy, and they don't really care much about anything beyond that. I.e., for example, Donald Trump. You know, <laughs> like they're sticking with him. Why? Well, because there's millions of Americans that are willing to stick with Trump. You know, Donald Trump was willing to exploit people's ignorance and racism and, and small-mindedness into creating this sort of movement. You know, he took advantage of the people who had been led astray, who had been stressed out, overburdened, who had various grievances that they were blaming on others instead of, uh, you know, looking to their leaders for some actions. Uh, they started pointing fingers at people crossing borders or sort of pointing fingers at sort of social welfare type programs, you know, and, and sort of blaming all the woes on that and not this sort of elitism that exists in our society um, with, with people like Trump. The, 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 elite, the elites of all elites, people who inherit such massive amounts of money that there's a completely different set of rules that governs them. They can get away with almost murder, while other people in our society can be murdered by a police officer for jaywalking or passing a counterfeit 20, a suspected counterfeit 20, a as in one. You know, police officers can murder a, an American citizen in broad daylight, but they're not wealthy and white, so there's a different set of rules for those citizens. Donald Trump is one of those wealthy white people that had a very exclusive set of rules for him. He could get away with just about anything. He could have known criminal associations for decades. He could, uh, you know, extort. He could be fraudulent. But he had such massive resources that he was just born into that he could just tap into at any time that he can always just sort of pay buy himself out of trouble. You know, he never really had to pay any true consequence. And so that's where our country's at now, where millions of people just are not understanding that that individual person, Mr. Trump, Donald Trump, has conned them. You know, he has manipulated them. For his own personal benefit. The MAGA crowd, especially those in the working class, they get nothing with Trump. Now, they think they get something that's sort of intangible. You know, they, they feel good when they go to his rallies. They get all, they yell and scream out stuff and they get all their hatred out and they just get real riled up. Like, play a sport or something, you know, maybe like work out. I uh, do, I try to do a couple hundred push-ups a day, like to run and stuff. I played rugby for several seasons. Maybe more of the MAGA crowd needs to play rugby or something. Like, just get on the pitch and like, you know, for 80 minutes you just beat the shit out of each other almost, you know. It's a very grueling game, but you feel the bruises and bruises heal. Uh, but you get your aggressions out and then you have a few beers after. With the other team, too, you know, you just socialize. There's no, there's no hard feelings after the game, usually, most times. 
but there's some the MAGA crowd's just wired different they haven't found that outlet and so Trump became that outlet for them where they could get out all their yelling and screaming and their hatred and whatever and act like a bunch of idiots in the big coliseum and just kind of scream out all kinds of nonsensical stuff and that became their outlet for that the cathartic experience for them how do you replace that you know and and how do you replace that because i can relate to like sort of needing to go to a cool big place with lots of people in there so you know like a concert i don't understand the appeal of a trump concert you know i was at one once and it was painfully boring like every single speaker Trump himself, the headliner, just dull. And I remember people that were wearing the MAGA stuff, Trump that bitch and all that kind of stuff, you know? You know, veterans for Trump flags and all that. Like, leaving. As he had been rambling on for an hour, they were already sort of, sort of shuffling towards the exits, you know? Like, it's just... It's like, how long does it have to go on? You know, how long can the Republican Party get away with being the MAGA organization now? You know? And MAGA is a cult. It is a cult, you know? If you're a living, breathing adult, especially, who, who genuinely in the heart of hearts believes Donald John Trump, the famous con man guy from the 80s and game show host is actually a really decent honest man of integrity who cares about the plight of the working class i just feel sorry for you i'm not mad at you for believing such a obviously untrue thing you know can't be mad at a person don't get mad at a person that's a mega supporter um pray for them I haven't prayed for them in a while, I guess, because I, I get frustrated with people doing something that's so just, what are you doing? Do you know how bad it reflects on you? Because Trump is obviously what he is. And that, I think that's what a lot of the MAGA don't understand. You're, you're not going to be able to win the argument that Trump's good or something. You can't. Because he is what he is. The people who have been following Trump for decades, like myself, they know who he is. You know? It's not a secret, okay? He's a proponent of greed, lust, envy, gluttony, sloth, you know, the seven deadly sins. He's a proponent of them. He says, embrace these things. Saturate yourself in narcissism and sociopathic tendencies. Do whatever you want that makes you feel good regardless of how it affects others. Donald Trump is a champion of that. And yet... Millions of people support him, thinking that he's going to benefit them in some way. When he has no regard for those people at all. They're simply props in his, you know, political play or whatever. I keep hoping that someday there, there is a way for Trump to redeem himself, but I'm not even sure if it's in life. Like, it may very well be that when he goes, leaves this world, his empire is liquidated and it's used to fund various positive things. So he has an, a way to leave this world with some kind of positive impression. But, but it's almost like it would be almost out of his control.
I don't know if he has it in him to even yearn for better. He's He was trained at such a young age to be a sociopathic narcissist that I don't think he knows any other way to be, you know? It's just who he is. But uh, a very dangerous person. And our country has to find a way to revert away from that kind of ethos. So the thing with the CPEC thing that happened this last weekend is there's kind of a, a weird thing where showing more of the CPEC highlights the absurdity of the modern-day Republican Party, just how extreme they are. But it also highlights the Republican Party. And, you know, this like the same thing with Trump prior to him becoming elected. He would go on TV and say all kinds of idiotic, stupid, racist things that made him look like a jackass. So it turned off even more people that already knew that he was a dumbass. But because he was getting more airtime, any publicity is good publicity. So he was able to even though he was being a jackass on TV, saying racist, sexist, stupid things, he was able to get more support for being president by being a jackass. So, modern-day Republican Party is sort of tapping into this now with the way the CPAC went last weekend, this past weekend. Yes, their positions are idiotic and stupid and divisive, but... The people that are kind of still with them to this day are going to be even more excited to vote Republican now that the Republican Party is even more intertwined with the Trump legacy. Is it going to even further alienate the vast majority of people in this country? Well, of course. Is the sheer volume of people going to be enough to... You know, eliminate the Republican Party at all from contention? No, because of the way our system of elections work with gerrymandered districts and then also the Senate. Republican, there's still it's still a 50-50 split right now in the Senate. You know, the Republicans represent way fewer people than the 50 Democratic senators, but they each have, you know, the same level of power. So the Republican Party is going to be really tapping into this, really kind of, uh, they're going to be hatching it up on the real divisive, straight up propaganda style campaigning, you know, because the reality is the cat's out of the bag, you know, for millions of people like myself, the Republican Party is simply not an option for a wide variety of reasons. I'm a working class person. I'm a Christian I was confirmed in the Methodist Church when I was about 12 years old. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I just don't go to church all the time. Jesus was Jewish. He didn't go to church. I don't really have to go to church. And I don't, don't really feel like I have to explain myself, but to some I do, I guess, out of uh, respect to people that I grew up with in the church. Church is comforting me for me to go from time to time. But, but needless to say, I do vote based off of how a leader views the importance of feeding the hungry, curing the sick, you know, educating children, 
you know, making sure people are safe. Basic primary type stuff. If you're not focused on those things, you do not get my vote. Republican Party as an organization is not focused on those things. What they're passionate about when it comes to, say, curing the sick, is making sure that the middleman who charges a fee so that you can go to the place to get cured still makes good money. That, that's their primary focus, is making sure the middleman does well. Not so much that you, the person that needs health care, can get it. So I don't vote them. The other thing is I'm also a Sigma Nu, a knight in the Legion of Honor. Principles of Sigma Nu are love, truth, and honor. I'm a lifelong member and uh, very proud to be one. Are some of my Sigma Nu brothers from college proud Republicans? Yep. Still to this day, I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of my Republican friends from my fraternity I respect immensely. So it's always been very confusing when this Trump thing started happening, how so many of them are still able to go along with it. Because I know their virtues. You know, I know what they stand for, and they're certain, they themselves, these people that I, there's so many people I know personally who are better, who would have been better at being president than Donald Trump. And I imagine most people in this country have, uh, are in a similar position where they personally know dozens if not hundreds of people who would have been better at president than donald trump so again hopefully more options start presenting themselves hopefully more noble decent of the people for the people types start getting into power and fewer of these elitist assholes like trump and hopefully we get over this corona sooner than later. The vaccine gets out. Spring is on its way. It would be really sweet if we, uh, as a country, can actually have a proper summer. Get out and see each other. Without masks on. But, no, no definite timetable on when that's happening. So, stay positive. Get your exercise. You know, stay healthy. You know, exercise your mind and body. You know, don't get too lethargic in these quarantine weird times you know so god bless stay safe out there this is gary thinking out loud